Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, Mutiny Radio listeners, thanks for being here. We're going to get started with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse in just a minute. Went a little bit over on Happy Hour, but we have an incredible lineup tonight. I'm super excited about it. We're going to be right back here with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse after these messages. South Van Ness, uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer. Burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2 Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. 
with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with 4-minute sets and 4-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George 
D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. the dogs are barking and you hear the floating goat you know it's time for Pam Tassin's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio bow, bow, bow. I'm uh, I'm getting topical now with the bow, bows. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, whatever all that means yeah so here we are at Pam Tassin's Comedy Clubhouse we are waiting for throngs of people I'll just do jokes to comedians until all of those people come and even if we do jokes to each other, you know what's important? You, Mutiny Radio listener, you out there downloading this amazing comedy podcast. And thank you for doing that. Very excited about our show tonight. One of the best lineups I've had in a really, really long time. Uh, big, heavy-hitting comedy from the godfather of comedy himself, Tony Sparks, and the Fredo of comedy, Chris Knatzer. Uh, don't, don't, don't kiss and tell. It's Chris Ferdinandson's birthday. He's here. He's in the house, in the hizzy. Very excited about all the comedy. I have a gift for, for Mother's Day for Mom Kayla Keller. And uh, we'll be right back with jokes in just a second here on The Clubhouse. I know that song so well. 
Yay, that picture is for you, Kayla Keller. Kayla Keller was on the last show. Before we get started, it's Pam Jackson's Comedy Clubhouse. How are you guys doing? I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. But on the last show, happy hour, at the very end of it, mom of three, Kayla Keller, espousing the joys of having babies in uh, Petri dishes, in little jars. And thank God, 2018, Aunt gave me this picture tonight. We traded for pot food, so it was like art for art, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's a picture of a baby in like a carboid with a broken heart, and it says, if your mom don't love you, no one will. Aunt 518. And so, this is a gift for uh, Mom Kayla Keller. Special Mother's Day gift here on Mother's Day. Stage hug. Yay. This is a, yeah, Mother's Day. You have a, do you have a Mother's Day one-liner? No. You need to come up with a Mother's Day one-liner. That, there it is. I don't have one because I haven't spent time with my kids. I have no Mother's Day one. There you go. Uh, what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy at the park? There's no difference. They're both on their cell phones. No one is paying attention to the children. It's just one of them's getting paid. The other one, everyone's on their cell phone. That's the point. Even the kids are on their cell phone. There are dogs that have a cell phone. I don't have, I, don't, I have a cell phone, but it doesn't attach to the internet. So I'm pretentious and fuck you guys <laughs> sorry I'm just technology be damned I hate all of it yay uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about tonight uh, I wanted to try to and and we have we have some people from out of town so they aren't gonna get it but it's time to vote everybody we're just about that time here comes June here comes June 5th we're gonna vote on things that are important. Now I get it, like large-scale federal voting is meaningless, but on a, on a county-wide or a local scale, it actually does make a difference. And right now, in San Francisco, we get to vote on who gets to be the mayor, and they all have lots of perspectives on things that are unsolvable in San Francisco. Uh, 7,500 plus questionably housed people. I don't like to call them homeless. I think that stigmatizes them. There's poop on the street everywhere. We can call it poop. We can call it shit. It's everywhere. I've stepped in it. You've stepped in it. It's terrible. These are issues that are unsolvable. You know what the one solvable issue is in San Francisco? There's only one motherfucking in and out Does anybody care about issues that are important to me? Let's make San Francisco happy, everyone. What makes you happier than a double-double? Huh? Nothing? Obviously. Like, why? So we have one... In and out in San Francisco, and it's at Zavolf for the tourists, for the German tourists, so they can ease in and out. And we deny our own people the deliciousness. I turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he could have run on a campaign of in and outs. Remember when it was only in California? Nobody loves in and out as much. I'm just saying we can save the world together, people, one double double at a time. Happy people in San Francisco. I mean, you can't like take the BART to Daly City. It costs like 575 each way, and then you have to take a bus to get the in and out, and it negates the whole, no one cares about my issues, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I do, I do care about poop on the street, though. Uh, I play a fun game with small children as we walk down the street together holding hands, and we look at a pile on the street, and I go, man or beast, man or beast. <laughs> fun game, you can play with small children. Uh, what I learned from a four-year-old is if it's up against a wall, it's always man. Like, they understand physics at that age. It's so special. I do. I love Mother's Day when I'm a nanny because the whole week ahead of time, everybody wishes me like a happy Mother's Day. Like, I get people open doors for me. They're like, oh, look at you. You're a mom. I take it every fucking time. Yeah. 
I love privilege. I like, I like white privilege. I like mommy privilege. I like white mommy privilege. Give it to me. People helping me up on the bus. Usually you just got to like wrangle with it and like look at people and be like, this is really difficult. No one does anything. Not this week. Everybody's on your side this week. Oh, did you need a hand? You great mom. Look at you actually talking to your child. Uh, most of the children I've been seeing lately are like six-year-olds in strollers with iPads in front of them. <laughs> Your child can walk. <laughs> they can walk at two and a half. You've got them in a stroller at six, and we're worried about we're worried about the entitlement of millennials. What are we doing with the new children? They don't have to walk. <laughs> Swiping. None of you have seen children with an iPad. It's great. The, the easiest way to make a child cry is just to take the screen away from them. And they're like, I can't see anything. What is my world about? Ah! They don't know how to interact at all. Eye contact difficult. I, I actually think the best way to raise children would be to give them all those VR screens. You know, to get the Samsung ones that they tried to give everybody for free and then they didn't really work because people are like, wow, my phone's really close to my face. Uh, but you could just give it to children and you could put like other children in the background and they could like think they're playing with children and there'd be like a Disney thing on the screen in the VR. It'd be great. You could actually just put them in a small pen. You could actually put them in tiny baby jails. Like you could put them in, uh, you could take, well, this would be fun. You take a, a, a laundry basket, you put the baby in it and you flip the baby upside down, but you put the VR on it. So the baby, when it moves its head, thinks there's people caring about it. <laughs> Nobody else? Okay. You guys, you're trying to take, it's impossible to take care of more than three children at a time. Unless you have, like, robot nannies. Or, or Mexicans. Is that what we're calling them now? Sorry. Hispanic people. <laughs> they could be from El Salvador. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, sorry. I'm so, in, I'm so culturally insensitive. I, I, am. I was raised rich. I don't know any other way. Like, I just, just trying to live my truth, everybody. Uh, I don't want to talk about abortions tonight, even though I want to talk about truth. Do you guys like, did you, or did that make you uncomfortable? Abortion? No. The guys are like, yeah, abortions, bring them on. We don't like dating either. No, I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> no one wants to wear condoms, I think, was the end game on that one. And so then you have a, New. No one's done. No one's run that long con on you yet, like the baby, the baby long con. No one's gotten pregnant and had to go get an abortion, and you give them money. No. Oh, am I exposing things? I'm sorry. Is this a? <laughs> Oops. Uh, let me not break the seal on this one either. Uh, if you have a girlfriend, you've been with her for a very long time, and out of nowhere she offers up butt sex, she's going to break up with you tomorrow. Is this not the inside tip you guys know about? That's how I broke up with my ex-husband. Like it was, we did the anal and he was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, whoa, are you breaking up with me? <laughs> like, yeah, actually, I'm glad you got that. That was, he figured it out. It's the, that's the pro tip from the old ladies to you guys. Uh, hey, let's just, uh, let me look at the list and see what we're doing here. It looks like we got a bunch of comedians in the room to laugh at other comedians, and that's exciting. Uh, our first comedian was supposed to be, he's a Baptist preacher, he's not here yet, but so we'll have to move him on to later, but he's a Baptist preacher who's been coming on Some Call Me Tim and talking with me about religion, and I had him on because I thought he was a comedian, and then we start talking about Jesus, I made him look deeply in the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I was like, do you believe in Jesus? And he goes, yeah, actually I do. And I was like, what? Anyway, so my religion podcast, we actually talked about religion. 
Uh, we have, I've had him back twice, which is why I was like, oh, come to the show tonight. But if he doesn't show up, fuck him. He can go to hell. <laughs> Sorry, that's only funny because he actually believes in hell. I'm like, it's a construct of our human minds because we all have fear of death, right? <laughs> right? Not afraid of death. YOLO. That, uh, no, I don't believe in YOLO. You're, so we're going to bring your first comedian who might... Or my, it's, it's great to see the last time I saw you, we were drinking on the Muni together excessively, and that was a lot of fun. It was, it was legal, if you can believe that, but it really is. I'm really excited for your first communion tonight. Put your hands together for Casey Scannell. What's up, guys? I, uh, I don't really care for people that uh, mispronounce words just to sound fancy. You know, people that say Nevada instead of Nevada. Or, oh, I, just, I was talking to my aunt instead of my aunt. Or people that say, oh, we should break up instead of happy birthday. <laughs> Never good. Switch. We good now? feels better. Also, if you're one of these folks that uses the word details instead of details, you can go ahead and suck my depenis. How about that? Catch me right out now with that mediocre depen. Yeah. Words are weird, though. I get it. Like, they don't always make the most sense. Like, I've never understood why they're referred to as facials. Sh shouldn't they just be called baby showers? <laughs> click, click, boom. I just think that's more accurate, but that depends on if you're accurate. The balls are in your wrinkly little court, sir, so shoot your shot. I also don't like the word orgy. Ew, gross. Orgy, ew. I prefer the term swap meat. More, I like accuracy. I was uh, watching Dr. Oz today, you know, because I'm unemployed. And he was saying something interesting. He said that hot sauce can actually improve the taste of semen. Now, personally, I don't care what the fuck you put on it. I'm not eating it, Dad. Get that spoonful of whatever the fuck my future sister away from me. With those uh, doctor shows, they always have the uh, like prescription drug commercials. You know, there was one, and it said that the side effects or diarrhea, cough, headache. I was like, whoa, diarrhea, cough, what's this? No thank you, I don't want, I don't want that at all. Five pieces of shit coming out of my throat, I'd have a headache too, I get it. I can relate. Hey, speaking of diarrhea, cough, I saw a homeless man eating out the butt of another homeless man today. I saw true love, guys, I did it! I did it. And uh, in that situation, I did what any of us would do. You know, I stopped and I watched. <laughs> My Insta story is not gonna write itself. It never does. So I'm standing there, I'm trying to, you know, choose a filter or whatever. And he must have felt my presence because he stopped what he was doing and he wiped his mouth like a gentleman. And he looked at me and he said, what are you looking at, gay boy? I was like, well, you're the one, okay. I just walked out. I didn't let it affect me. I know he just said it tongue in cheeks. He's eating butt. He was eating that butt. 
saw something interesting in the news. There's two drivers on the freeway in Texas, and they were having like a little bit of road rage, but they settled their dispute by playing a little uh, rock, paper, scissors through the window. And apparently, uh, dynamite always wins. <laughs> Get out of there. You guys ever hate someone so much you wish you had a bigger middle finger? Just a big girthy bird on top of your fist? That's what I think about whenever I see my sister. Whoa, not a big fan of hers. Mm -mm. Growing up, she used to tease me a lot, call me names. You know, she called me a spare tire. I didn't even have a gut. She just loved to lock me in the trunk of the car. It was her favorite. She has a unique job. She helps people uh, coordinate their shoes and their clothes within their living spaces, but she's really ashamed of it. She doesn't want anyone to know. Guess you could call her a closet organizer. Yep. Yep, yep. She's also married uh, to this little pipsqueak of a dude, little pissant, real mean face. Kind of looks like the Notre Dame mascot, you know? Just looks like he's just gonna be abusive to my sister throughout their entire marriage. And like, I've said some things here tonight, but that kind of shit is like the one and only thing I like about him. <laughs> Hoping he can take her down a peg or two or three. Lord knows I've tried, but Satan is tough to beat. Ask Jeebus, he'll tell you the same thing. Uh, I also am not a big fan of coffee snobs. You guys know these fucking people? Like, I like coffee. I like it. I don't love it. Just give me a cup of something that vaguely tastes like a melted donut. I'll be happy. I'm not going to complain. But there's these people that just take it too far. And for those of you who don't know, coffee snobs are essentially just hipsters who are very particular about where their diarrhea comes from. And I don't vibe out. I think it's silly. Because, gang, I like my coffee like I like my women. Okay? Handed to me by a bearded man in an apron. I, uh, I like my coffee like I like my women. Spilled on my lap in the middle of traffic. Yeah. Guys! I like my coffee like I like my women. Overpriced and chock full of beans. Guys! One more. I like my coffee. Well, I like my coffee like I likes my women, Tony. Ice cold and with my name misspelled in her chest. That is boo-boo bay for life. Love it. Coffee does make you poop. It's kind of undeniable. You guys ever find yourself taking a hearty deuce and you look over like, oh, I don't have any, I need more toilet paper. God damn it. You got to get up and do that little crab walk to the store. <laughs> Excuse me. It's awkward. You guys ever pee so hard you laugh a little? It's good you shouldn't. That would be a doctor's visit to Kaiser for sure. I do pee in the shower. You guys pee in the shower? Yeah, you do because you're fucking human. You got to go and it's that warm water and it gets it going. I think it's normal. In fact, you show me one person that says they don't pee in the shower. And I'll show you the guy that got me kicked out of the gym. Now, his name is Steve. He loves peeping my peckerwood. That's a joke, guys. I've, I've never been to a gym. I don't know what that is. 
Oh, something interesting as fuck. And this is true. Pam, this is real. A thousand pounds, literally a ton of marijuana went just gone, gone from an Argentinian police department. Yeah, and there's a small group of cops that are saying, uh, oh, a rat did it. Uh-huh. Okay, right. right. Everyone's hella suspicious because they realize this is the exact plot of the upcoming Pixar movie, Rat-a-Doobie. And same word for word. The cops weren't even fired, just really, really blazed. Really toasted. Oh, yeah, I love weed, just like those little rat-eating cops. Or wait. (laughs) I think you guys get it. Uh, I love it, though. I love to smoke all the time, all the time, but I prefer to smoke in the morning. I like to wake and bake. Shit's my jam, my jelly, everything in betwixt. It's perfect. I love it. I like to smoke in the morning because, you know, what better way to round out a solid eight hours of sleep uh, then with a nice nap, I'm just, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, mm, 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 comfy. And I needed that wake and bake today because my morning was rough, super rough. I went to the bathroom per the usual and I found my first gray pubic hair. Fucking bummer tone. First gray pubic hair. And the weird part was it was, um, it was in my mouth. <laughs> Right on the, the tongue. My grandpa could not stop laughing, but <laughs> roommate problems, you know? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So fun fact about me, uh, I'm bad at sex. I know you're jealous, it's okay. Can't knock boots, can barely slap sandals together. I'm straight up struggling, boo. No idea what I'm doing. And I know that I'm bad at sex because every single woman that I've ever slept with has had to finish herself off at the end. It's true. And after like the fourth or fifth suicide, I was like, oh, this is on me, isn't it? Damn you. Damn you. Who do I get mad at? Chicken or the egg type thing. Who came first? It's always me. I always come first. Uh, any dog owners here? No? I like saying dog owners instead of dog lovers, because who the fuck knows? Me, woof, you know, like fucking. I love my doggy, my little buddy. He's great, he's my son, I love him. I have friends with actual human babies that get mad at me when I refer to my dog as my son, but fuck, that's ridiculous. Because when you think about it, Having a dog is essentially like having a furry little stepchild that you can openly cuss at in public. It is just so nice. And he's so smart. So smart. He can sit, stay, fetch, roll over. I think the best thing my dog knows how to do is uh, not tell people how much I cry. He is just the man. Um, I also fucking hate DJ Khaled. Fuck that idiot, right? What a moron. He was saying he's never going to go down on a girl. I stand by that. No woman should be subjected to that fucking sweaty honeypot of a face. Ugh. Oh, can you imagine that? He probably wouldn't stop picking the bones out. Anyway. Um, Yeah. So am I the only one that thinks that DJ Khaled kind of looks like Kevin James dressed up as Drake? Because he does. 
Good night! Casey Scannell! Hot take so topical. DJ Khaled, is that a black person? Is that... I have no idea. I, uh... I submerge myself in a barrel of IPA and come out for free ice cream days. Like there's, there's, there's music out there. That, but I, I assumed he was a black guy, right? And I get it. Black guys don't like to get go down on girls. Um, no, I know it's only a stereotype. I only believe in stereotypes when I was married to a black guy for 13 years and he never went down on me. So it's only like it's only when it's real, you know. So you just you never know. Uh, but I just sometimes I believe. Sometimes I believe in the stereotype, like. He, although he didn't, he did. He really didn't like fried chicken, so I don't know how what the is happening. I am should not say things like that into a microphone. Uh, when you're married to a black guy for 13 years, you feel like it gives you certain privileges. Like I was only a special ed teacher for four years, and I can say retard anytime I want, but I still can't say the n word. 13 years of time, and I still didn't earn my wings. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's cool. Um, no, it's a life. Life is fair when you're white because everything else is not. Like I've, I've got all the privilege. It's fine. I get it. Like people ask me for directions on the street. They think I'm not going to kill them or steal their money. It's so cute. I'm like, I'm already taking it in food stamps. I'm taking it like pennies out of your, I'm stealing pennies out of your check for me to eat. That's see, I just like, I just being too real. I've this, I just finished my third um, edible of the day. Here's the problem. They're so delicious. I've never made edibles this delicious. And so <laughs> I can't stop eating them. So I'm on three right now. There we go. <laughs> They're really, really good though. I'm really, I don't usually like break my own arm to pat myself on the back, but fucking, I really knocked it out on the park on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hurting myself. Uh, your next comedian's really funny guy, and he's a super stalwart at Mondays at Joke Workshop, and he's been working really hard, and you guys are going to love his jokes. Put your hands together for Max Mawachanin! Yay! All right, cool. Uh, I don't think I agree with the in and out thing. I think it'll, I think it'll just lead to more shit on the sidewalk. Like, in your mouth, out on the sidewalk. I think that's... All right, whatever. Uh, so my uh, my last name is, uh, it's pronounced Mawachanin, it's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe, for those of you who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. Uh, I call that a Djokovic. <laughs> I, uh, so a lot, when I tell people my last name is Serbian, a lot of times they remind me that Serbia started World War One. So I'm like, yeah, we're trendsetters. Back then people were like, World War, that's not even a thing. And the Serbians were like, well, it's uh, it's gonna be a thing. The whole world's going to be on board with this idea, just you watch. And then like 25 years later, the Germans started their own world war. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. <laughs> He's a like, comedian who stole people's jokes. Like, I told that joke to a bunch of Carlos Mencia fans, and they were like, hey, that's good. I think I'll use that. <laughs> I, that's, uh, <laughs> he said it's pronounced Mawachanin. I think I... <laughs> I, uh, so I'm pretty shy. Like, I don't even know. I don't like to talk. Like, this is the most I've talked in months, I think, uh, right now. I, uh, I know that I'm shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time. Like, I, I didn't reunite with anybody, you know? Like, uh, people like to gossip about stereotypes of those things, like the jock, the nerd, but they couldn't do that with me because I didn't have one. They, I, they had to give me one. I was, I was the new guy at the reunion. That doesn't even make any sense. But uh, a lot of my old classmates are married, 28 years old, already married. I don't know why, but they were, you know. 
And a lot of the women didn't take their husband's name, you know, which is great. It's a, it's a real slap in the face to our male dominated society. If you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name, you know, like it's like nice, nice try ladies, but we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while. You're not going to just turn this ship around in one generation. I don't know. Is that what it's like where it's like, Hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist. So I'm keeping my father's name. He knows best after all, you know? And I was that joke offensive. Like if, sometimes I'm like, Hey, they're keeping their father's name. And the audience is like, how dare you? How dare you point that out? <laughs> and I had another time where somebody's like, Hey, I really like that. That joke you made about father knows best. And I was like, what's father knows best. Like I, apparently I was referencing a 1950s TV show. I didn't even know it. Like my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity. I'm pretty excited about that, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, so I work like in downtown San Francisco. I work in the tech industry, but I don't like it. So you don't have to, you don't have to hate me. Uh, I, <laughs> like I work for that company Fitbit, but I don't even wear a Fitbit. Like it was just awkward. Like my coworkers stare at me all the time and they, they're like, Oh my God, he doesn't even know how far he's walked. Like I bet he, I bet he couldn't even ballpark it, you know? Or they'll be like, hey, that Max guy just walked by. But did he really? Like, he can't, he can't prove it, so, you know. And I feel like every time I show up to the office, it's like I've committed a faux pas. We're going to Fitbit, and now we're in a Fitbit. It's like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Because uh, everybody stares at you disapprovingly. And you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's a, like an... AA 12 step joke. Anybody here in AA? All right. Way to stay anonymous. I, uh, so I do like data stuff. Like I'm a pretty big math fan. Uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the matrix movie trilogy as the matrices. Like I'll, like I'll tell you, I haven't seen the second matrix. I've only seen the first and third matrices. I skipped a step. That's, that's what happens when you don't wear a Fitbit, right? Like you just skip steps. I was talking to some of my coworkers today, which I don't normally like to do, but I made an exception today. Uh, and one of them like, was like, hey, you know what they say? Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And I was like, I didn't know that they said that. And, uh, and like, if I lived in a glass house, not being able to throw stones would be the least of my concerns. I'd be more like worried, like, how do I go to the bathroom in private, you know? Or like, the curtains for this place are going to cost a fortune. Like, I need... I need curtains for the floor, you know, like people be like, Hey, does the carpet match the drapes? And I'd be like, they're the same thing in this house. Like there's no difference. And, uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing too, like about living in a glass house is like, I wouldn't be able to participate in knock, knock jokes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My front door is made out of glass. I already know who's there. I don't have to ask. They'd be like, knock, knock. I'd be like, you're an orange. I can see you come on in and have a banana and thanks. Thanks for not saying it, by the way. I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's, so that's what's working today. I think that's all those, uh, like pot treats you guys were given at the front. Like that's now I know what you guys are down for, you know? Um, let's see. So like Valentine's day just passed. Like not, not really, but <laughs> when I wrote this joke, it had just passed. Everybody was, everybody's like, wow, this guy's on top of things. Like he, you know, he's like earlier he was talking about a 1950s TV show. And I was talking about something that happened yesterday. Like such range, you know, I, uh, so on, on Valentine's day after work, I went straight to a gay bar and I left straight too. I didn't, 
I didn't switch sides just to increase my odds. I'm not, I'm not Kevin Durant, you know? That's, yeah, that joke never does well in San Francisco. People get, people get upset like that. That's the most offensive joke I have outside of this one. <laughs> I have this one Eleanor Roosevelt joke that got people pretty mad, but other than that. <laughs> and I just, I didn't like the way he joined the team that beat him. Like, is he playing basketball or Red Rover? Red Rover is just a game where you join the team that beat you. That's, that's that joke. <laughs> I, uh, like, 4, 420 did just pass, right? Because, like, I, I came here, and uh, I don't know. I felt like I was, like, coming out of the tunnel at a Miami Hurricanes football game. Like, everybody was celebrating. Like, I, I feel like watching a bunch of stoners celebrate 420 is like watching a bunch of fat people celebrate their cheat day. <laughs> it's like, is today really any, like, different for you guys? I'm pretty sure this is the same as what you guys do every day. All right. I... Uh, Let's see. So I, uh, I like reading labels. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> I, uh, I was brushing my teeth this morning and I looked at my toothpaste and I noticed that there's directions on it. And I was like, who is that for? Like, I've never, I've never opened the toothpaste and been like, I cannot for the life of me remember what I'm supposed to do next. You know, like, do I, do I put it on my toothbrush or do I put it in the microwave? I can't, can't remember. And I was picturing like some guy like putting toothpaste on the counter and he's just like, oh, this, this doesn't look right. You know, like I, I feel like I skipped a step. Like, is there a YouTube tutorial I can consult? Uh, I was also looking at the label for like my sunscreen. And I noticed that it said it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what is like, what does sunshine smell like? I've, like I've never gone outside on a hot summer day. I've been like, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. You know, like I, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this is, this will suffice, you know? Yeah, like, isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? That'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. All right, that's, <laughs> all right, that's it, Maria. I think, uh, uh, thanks, everybody. Maximum watching, yay! Baby-scented condoms. I don't know. What do condoms smell like? I mean, I've, I've had an IUD for so many years. I'm like, I'm just a sticky cum dumpster. I'm like, there's a scent to condoms? Like, that's cool. No, I love my IUD. It's like, a, it's like jewelry for my uterus. It's like copper jewelry. It's like a pool sweeper. It keeps out all the dead babies. Is that what pool sweepers do? That's what pool sweepers do, right? It's for dead babies. Uh, your next comedian is almost, he's, it's lucky he's, he's alive and he's a baby and it's amazing that he's still with us. It's his birthday today. It's no, yes, yes. He's been doing for comedy for five years. How is he still alive? Hey everybody, he's the birthday boy. He's hilarious. Put your hands together for Chris Ferdinandson. Thank you very much. It's funny you say that. It is, it is uh, amazing I'm still alive because of my 21st birthday which we called my 24th birthday at Spanky's, which I had been going to for three years. And uh, on my 24th birthday party at Spanky's, we did an interruption show where I put a big comfy chair on stage and I got to interrupt every comic. And I made a great decision before I got there. I'm gonna ingest half a gram of ecstasy. And by the third comic, my shirt was off. I was sweating profusely. I was talking over everybody. It was a shit show. So now every shit show I do, I'm like, this is my payback. This is the karma for my 21st birthday. Holy shit. I, uh, I cut down a tree yesterday, and uh, it's my job. People who watch me cut down trees, though, are like, they think I love it because I'm so fucking good at it. They're like, oh, you want to cut down all these trees, dude? You want to cut down all these? You just look at these trees, you just see money. I'm like, no, dude, cutting down trees is hard work, but I will look at trees for a long time and fantasize. Like, man, I want to 
taking those long ends. Oh, fuck yeah. Lighten up that heavy limit a little bit. Give us some room to breathe. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's open up the middle, though. Keep the candy bill. Keep, keep the bark shaded. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know how people like, I fuck people? I, I prune trees constantly. Like, I can't stop. Like, every, like, I'll see an oak tree from a distance, and I'll be like, I know what I'd do to you first, oak tree. Know exactly what I do to you first. Yeah, dude, I, I climb trees and deal with the brush on the ground. It's a very physical job, pretty dangerous job. I get hurt a lot. On the job, my dad's my boss. So most of the pain's on the inside. <laughs> my dad doesn't know the weather very well because he only watches Fox News. And Fox News weather's just like, there's Mexicans coming in. There's a whole bunch, of, there's a high pressure system of Mexicans coming in from the south, all right? Make sure you go to work. They're gonna steal your jobs. They're gonna steal your jobs. I love uh, hearing about all the illegal people stealing our jobs and going down to a day labor center where people go like to work for a day if they wanna work and just seeing all the hardworking Americans down there like ready to, for a day of work. That's really pr makes America great. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I saw my dick in porn. Recently, you ever see your dick in porn? You ever recognize it? If you're like me, I saw my dick in porn, I had to change the video instantly. Because when I watch porn, I like to see the girl like super enjoying herself. Like to a level that like I can't provide. Like why do you watch professional sports? Because you want to watch the best of the best get it done. You know, like that's why you're not at home watching fucking girls high school basketball. You're at home watching the NBA. With the big ass black dicks dunk on each other and shit, dude. That's, that's what you pay to see. It's not part of the stats, but it should be. How many points, assists, rebounds? How long's the dong? We need to know these things. It could help your team. LeBron James still be the best player in the league if that was involved. You guys remember the finals last year where we saw his dick? Does anybody else remember that? Did anybody else print that in the memory like I did? That was the dick I saw that looked like mine. That was the dick I saw. I paused it on TV. I put it up next to it. I'm like, yeah, it zoomed out, but it's close. <laughs> it's close it's my birthday you guys oh shit I'm 23 holy shit dude holy fucking shit i can't believe it i can't believe it either i uh i fucking made it it sucks though because my brothers are 20 and they're killing it i have court on thursday it's a difference between us. i got a dui you guys i got a dui you guys i got a dui so i can't drive for three months on the bright side i won't get a dui for three months yeah, it's pretty good when I got my DUI, I thought it was so irresponsible. Sometimes I get down on myself. I'm like, that's so irresponsible. That's the most expensive, worst thing you could do to yourself at this age, Chris. And then I look on Facebook and I see my friends. I'm like, dude, at least I didn't like get married or have kids under the influence. Like, it's a lot less expensive than that, you know? <laughs> like, my DUI costs as much as like a shitty wedding or like a kid for like three weeks. <laughs> and after I pay off my DUI, I can just drive away. I can just keep driving. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. When I got my DUI, I thought I was going to get away with it because I wasn't that drunk and I was so white. So white. I really thought I was just going to talk my way out of it. But then he put the handcuffs on me. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm going to jail. And he brought me into jail and he's like, all right, so we have a zero sexual harassment policy in here. So don't sexually harass anybody. Then we look in the jail and he's like, and if anybody sexually harasses you, just let a deputy know, which is comforting. Because I knew if I were to start getting sexually assaulted, it'd be stopped in a matter of minutes. That's what you like to know <laughs> before you go into jail. I was surprised I went into jail. Everyone was watching TV. I wasn't watching New Girl. I always knew if I ever got arrested, Zoe Deschanel would have something to do with it. I always knew that she would play some role in this. Oh, they were watching New Girl. I feel like when you're in jail, you're supposed to sit there and think about like what you did wrong and what you do better next time. But we're all watching New Girl. We're like, dude, Nick's got to get his act together if he wants to get with Jess, bro. 
we're not thinking about the right shit, dude. We're all watching TV. It reminded me of uh, high school detention, except we got to watch TV. I feel like we should go down to a high school and be like, guys, let's go get DUIs, watch TV. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot fucking more fun than this. The best part about jail, though, right before I got out. Actually, no, no, no. The, the funniest thing was these fucking, these, the, this girl on the phone talking to her baby daddy, a horrible situation. She's like, I can't believe you're going to press charges on me. Like, hey, you're not going to let me see my kids. Fuck you. I never fucked that guy. I don't know what you're talking about. I never talked to anybody. <laughs> That's a lie. Fuck you. Fuck you. I, I've, never, I've never talked to that dude. And then who's that girl? Who's that girl? It's Jess. The best part about Joe, though, was right before I got out, there was this big black dude with dreads who sat next to me. And he looks around. He's just watching TV, talking to each other. And he's like, damn, this is a nice jail. Before that, I was really down on myself. I was like, dude, I'm in jail. This sucks. Like, I can't believe I'm actually in jail. But after he did that, I'm like, you know what? This is a nice jail. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't as bad as it could be. I used to think my house was a fucking prison. Now I realize it's a nice jail. It's a nice fucking jail. It's not too bad. I broke up with my girlfriend recently, you guys. I broke up with my girlfriend. It's okay. It's okay, Tony. It's for the best. It's for the best. When I broke up with her, she was like, "Uh, have you ever cheated on me? I was like, no. And she was like, would you tell me if you did? I was like, no. I'm going to wait longer on that one, <laughs> just so I know everybody heard it. That's fucked up. I'm a pro-abortion. Anybody else pro-abortion? Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't think you can be pro. I saw a billboard for abortion. It wasn't for abortion. It was anti-abortion. You'll never see a poor abortion billboard. you never be like, you got it in you to take it out of you. You'll never see that billboard. You'll never see that billboard. But it was an anti-abortion billboard. It, was, it had a big number on it. It said 2,500,000. That's the number of lives abortion has taken away since it's legalized. And I thought to myself, damn, don't you guys wish we had two and a half million more unwanted people here? (laughs) Wouldn't that just make this earth a better place if they could all just be here all of a sudden? You know, this billboard is in the middle of Oregon, middle of nowhere, middle of the country. No one was seeing this shit. They need to put this billboard where it's going to get some attention. I'm talking, I don't know, next to the 101 in between Petaluma and Nevada. So like every morning and every fucking evening when people are sitting in lane to lane traffic, they can look up at the billboard and imagine two and a half million more cars merging into their lane, just making them that much. There's Coachella for cars, just merging into their fucking lane and making them that much fucking later, dude. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I used to drive a a big hardworking work truck. She's a lesbian. I named her Frankie. She's a big hardworking lesbian, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I used to fill her up with gas. But I didn't like to think of it like spending like 100 bucks on gas. I'd be like, I bought Frankie some gifts. <laughs> I got Frankie two tickets to Melissa Etheridge today. <laughs> Fuck yeah, she's happy. She's going to go fucking scissor some PT cruisers in the Melissa Etheridge parking lot. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I want to see. You guys ever imagine Transformers but like lesbian scissoring? It's a beautiful image if you can do it. Really rusty, a lot of grease, a lot of sparks involved. Do lesbians really scissor? This is a question I have. Um, <laughs> speaking of scissoring, I, I subscribe to Pornhub Premium now, which is a mistake. Don't clap. It, it's a mistake. It, it's a fucking mistake because I don't jerk off enough to like make money off this shit anymore. Because <laughs> I, I pay $12 a month for premium HD fucking videos 
that the rest of you can't see. So you're all fucking peasants to me at this point, dude. Like I, I, I watch the best fucking porn of all time, but I'm not watching enough of it. Like I watched like four videos in the past month. That's like $3 a load. That is so much more than I should be paying. That is, it should be free. It should be free. It's a great decision until I see those sad dog commercials where they're like for $8 a month, you can save all these dogs. And I'm like, no. But I will spend more than that to come faster when I watch porn. I'm learning a lot about who I am every single day. Uh, you know, they have a pleasure for him condom now. They do. It's called a broken condom. And uh, it's ripped for his pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. It is ripped for his pleasure. Fuck yeah. You ever uh, pull out and come and be glad it doesn't go that far when you don't pull out? <laughs> like you pull out, it goes past your shoulders. You're like, dude, if that was in there, you would have been pregnant. I don't care what kind of birth control you're on. That's a fucking Olympian. All right, that's a fucking athlete. That thing's doing like hurricane cyclones up there. It doesn't stop. Think about velocity. Think about physics, you guys. Use your x-ray vision, all right? <laughs> I come goes at 35 miles an hour. Which sounds about right, you know? Sounds about right. Like a sneeze is like 100 miles an hour. A sneeze is like your body trying its hardest. Like, like your, your cum is like a literally change up. Like your body's barely trying. Like it's like, a, it's, it's the wing in it. It's just like a barely tossing. It's like, this will get the job done. Poo. 35 miles. I'm sure some at 45, some are down at 25. Once you get older, it's probably like eight, nine miles an hour. We'll see. We'll fucking see. Tony's like, yeah, try two. Try two. <laughs> it is over the speed limit, though, if you're in a school zone, which is mostly why I can't jerk off in a school zone. You'll get a speeding ticket, and they'll put you on a list. All right. Thank you guys very much. I've had a good time up here. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Ferdinandson, it's his birthday. Yay! Yay! I am so glad you talked about porn. Um, I've been filming my own porn at my house uh, this past, actually, the past week and a half. Uh, I've been I've been filming some porn. The parrots have been fucking on my lanai. This is real. There are real parrots that come and go. They get into my tree and they get really loud. And then first they were fucking on the tree and that was cute, but the tree was moving too much. So they moved to my fire escape and I have like a bunch of different videos of parrots fucking and it's amazing. They've got different like positions and one of them sticks his leg around the other parrot at one point. Parrot porn, it's on my Facebook page. You guys can watch it. I just, I can't believe that people like pay for that when like, look, have you ever seen such splendor? <laughs> the, parrots are, the parrots are fucking on my lanai. They're bringing it to me. It's fun. Really, you guys should look. It's, if you've not seen it, it's pretty amazing. It's, I feel really special that the parrots are coming to fuck on my... And the cat and I are both watching together. So the cat is sitting next to me, and we're watching it together, and we're both like really into it. And he takes his paw, and he puts it on my shoulder right here. And we're both watching the parrots. No one understands the beauty or wonderment of this moment. The cat is his arm on my arm, like he's saying, I know. Shh, just enjoy it. Like it was, he wanted to eat them. I don't know what he wanted to do with them. I think he wanted to have a kitty threesome. My cat is all about it. It was you can watch this. Oh, James is he was in the potty? There he is, making an entrance out of the potty. Yes, uh, what a lovely human being. Uh, he is a really hilarious comedian, and sometimes he hosts at OMG. You guys are gonna love him. Everybody, James Mora. <laughs> Wow, what's up, guys? Wow, what a magical night here at Mutiny Radio. Dude, I feel like, it, Pam, I feel like every time I'm here, this place looks just so different. 
<laughs> like what the, what is what is that stuff over there just all none of that shit was here yeah i did the this the bone stuff that's pretty cool stuff that's fucking dope hell yeah dude what what is it oh that's the okay oh i thought that was a weird like i thought that was like a caitlin jenner tribute or something like a caitlin jenner miles davis tribute i don't know oh man what's up What's up, Tony? Yeah, just chilling. This is dope. Happy birthday, sir. Guys, let's get to it, okay? Let's get to the meat of the issue here. Let's talk about Cinco de Mayo, okay? <laughs> so for this part of my set, I'm going to speak directly to the millions of white people who have appropriated the beautiful holiday of Cinco de Mayo and turned it into a day of drinking and debauchery, okay? Do I have everyone's attention? Okay, lovely. On behalf of the black community, can you guys please uh, do that for Kwanzaa too, actually, if possible? Because Kwanzaa is whack right now. And everyone's having a lot more fun than us. We want to work with you. We'd like to collaborate, okay? We like what you've done with St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo. And all I want is to see drunk white bitches running around in dashikis. And that's just what I want, okay? So, yeah? We good on that? No, I'm just playing, guys. Kwanzaa's not real. That's uh, <laughs> that's actually a prank we've been playing on white people for a while. Uh, the word Kwanzaa in Swahili actually just means gotcha, bitch. So, uh, all right, it's out. Um, all right, cool, guys. Uh, I grew up with a lot of white people, as is clear by my outfit and demeanor. Um, okay. I thought I think that's kind of funny, but it's all good. Um, one of my favorite things to I would learn a lot hanging out with my white friends. Okay, one thing I would learn is that white kids can say whatever they want to their parents, and nothing would happen to them whatsoever. Okay, no whoopins, no switch-ins, none of the other fun ways that black people say domestic abuse. None of that would ever happen. Okay, so guys, I was with my friend Clark, who was white, which is redundant, Pam. Um, and his, da his dad comes out. He's a very reasonable white man. He's like, Clark, you should clean your room, son. And Clark goes, fuck you, dad, and walks right past him to his room, okay? And his dad looks at me, and I'm like, oh, shit, what's about to go down? And his dad just goes, well, he's in the mood, isn't he? And that's it. That is all that happened to that Caucasian child, ladies and gentlemen. I was shocked. I did not know you could talk to your parents like this. I was like, this is some shit I need to tell my black friends at school. I doubt that they've used this approach, okay? So I was with my black friends the next day. I was like, y'all, next time your dad's tripping, next time he's talking shit, just say, fuck you, right to his face, and walk right past him to your room, okay? He'll respect you for your honesty as a man, and it'll be an extremely cathartic experience for you. Mutiny Radio, do you guys know what happened to those black kids? Actually, nothing. They didn't have dads. That's a big problem. <laughs> It's a big problem in our community. Um, okay, guys. Well, moving right along. I, um, I'm a brown person. I live here in San Francisco. Uh, I run into some awkward situations. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to stop. I need to probably stop. Anyway, whatever. Um, I run into a lot of awkward situations. One of them for me is walking behind women at night. Okay. I think it's because I'm a very fast walker, right? So if you're walking ahead of me, I will try and pass you. But up until the moment that I pass you, it will appear that a brown man is chasing you. Okay, that's just how that's just how it works, dude. That's math, right? So sometimes I'm walking behind like a little white girl, you know, and I see her start to like freak out, basically, which as a brown person is a turn on. We all know that. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Only if they start to run. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, 
So it's such a lose lose, right? I don't want because if you keep walking fast, you might get pepper sprayed, you might get tased, right? And I don't want to do that. So what I usually do is just walk really, really slow and let her, let homegirl escape. You know what I mean? And that mutiny is why black people are always late to stuff. Now you know. That's the answer. That's the truth is out. Okay. Um, you know how I know we're a racist society still? Do you know how I know we're still a racist society? It's because the most viral videos on the internet are just black and white people just getting along. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Like, like that's like the most viral shit. Like a black, like a white woman calling a black dude the n-word at Walmart is like kind of viral, right? But the other day, like I saw a video on YouTube. It was like the viral video on YouTube. It was just like a white businessman and like a thugged out young black kid just talking on the subway, right? And that was like the best shit that's ever. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen these? And every comment was like, faith in humanity restored. It's like, how little faith do you have <laughs> in humanity that this is the shit, you know? I feel like a, a sex tape of my parents would just change the whole world. You know what I mean? Like seeing my my dad's African dick and my mom's German. Do you guys see what I'm saying? I feel like that would just be a game changer if the subway scene is so incredible. Um, all right, guys. Well, I get cold sores. Uh, I get cold sores every once in a while. If you do as well, please just raise a fist in solidarity, maybe just discreetly if you're part of the brotherhood there or uh, sisterhood, I guess. Um, Every time I get a cold sore, every time I get a cold sore, I'm very thankful for the guy that invented the term cold sore, okay? Because what a beautiful euphemism for herpes, right? That is an incredible marketing exercise. That's incredible branding, right? Like, because herpes is the worst word in English. It's like between herpes and moist are the two worst words. And what's funny is, her, when, and what's ironic and kind of shitty is that herpes actually is quite moist when it's doing its thing, as we all know. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right? That shit is hella moist. Um, but um, yeah, it's well done, dude, that invented. And it's definitely a dude that invented the term, right? Because men, we're very good at packaging otherwise terrible news into something that might still get us laid. You know what I mean? Like, we're very good at that shit. Like, oh, no, hell no, baby, this isn't herpes. This is a cold sore. Just roll through. You know, it's all good. No, I'm not unemployed. I'm a DJ. You know, it's good. We're good. We're all, we're, it's, it's all good over here. Um, tight, dude. Well, let's talk about, let's do a quick, let's do a quick edition of shit white people have been up to. Okay, you guys down? All right, whatever. You guys don't have to be down. I'm going to do it anyway, Pam, because I'm here. Um... Let's talk about raw water, okay? Shit white people have been up to. Today's edition is raw water. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Anyone familiar? So what raw water is, it's as hipsters are drinking totally unpurified, untreated water straight out of the fucking stream to like be closer to earth and shit, okay? And it's making them really sick, which is hilarious, right? Because it's like, that's why we invented the filters and this, the treatment. Um... It's just really funny, and what's the, what's most interesting to me for me is it actually sounds like a classically white thing to do to do like, you know, hipstery earthy bullshit. But I have news for you guys, black people. We actually invented raw water. Yeah, we actually invented that. We invented that in a town called Flint, Michigan, not too many years, <laughs> not too many years ago. Okay, um, let's talk about golf for a bit. Uh, I'm a golf fan, as is probably painfully obvious by everything about me. Um, but so there's a tournament every year called the Masters. It's like the most popular golf tournament. Um, and it's held at a, at a golf course called Augusta National. And here are some fun facts about Augusta National, okay? Is um, zero black members until 1990. 
whoa and all black caddies until 1982 super whoa okay so Black caddies, white players until 1982, which makes me not like the name The Masters quite as much. If y'all feel like, it's like, what are you going for here? You know what I mean? I feel like until 1982, that shit was pronounced The Masses Tournament, but uh, <laughs> that could just be me. Um, all right, I'm going to, uh, time really flies. I'm going to do the last one here. Um, do you guys remember when Obama was like, yes, we can? Do you guys remember that shit? Yeah, I remember Yes We Can. I was trying to figure out the other day, did we ever? <laughs> like, did we end up, did we did did we ever get around to, to that? Because I knew that we could, right? Like, we all, like, we could. Like, we all knew that we could, right? But I'm wondering now, it's like, that was 10 years ago. It's like, did we ever, did we, did we? Do, do you guys have any feelings there? Strong feeling? It doesn't feel like we did, right? Doesn't really. And if we didn't, was it that we could not have had ever, and we, he was wrong, or could we have had and we just didn't for some reason? Are you guys following? Are you guys following? Are you guys following me on this one? And if we could, if we could have and didn't, can we still? And if we can, should we? I just feel like Hillary would have won if her slogan was for real this time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, that's been it for me. Thanks. James Mora telling us the truth. Hey, I think that he, yes, we, si se pueda, I am on Medi-Cal still. It's okay. It's Obama's dream exists and I can have an abortion anytime I want. Yay, free healthcare. Yay. I don't need them anymore. You guys paid for my IUD. Thank you, America. Thank you for keeping me safe. No, I, I really do think that there should be socialized everything because if comedians were paid what they were worth, we could afford health care. Am I right? <laughs> I know it's not considered an art yet. Maybe someday. Uh, your next comedian definitely elevates it to an art. What an enjoyment of having you here in the place. And all the people on the radio are so happy to listen to you. I wish we could get the throngs of people to come and like gaze at your feet and look up and be like, tell us about the Anunnaki. <laughs> he taught, he teaches me big words about aliens and stuff. Uh, hey guys, he's really, really super funny and I'm super glad that he's here. Put your hands together for Chris Kanetzer. The stage got taller since the last time. So it's all comics, right? There's nobody. All right, well, that's fine. It's for the, the home viewers. Unfortunately, I've been working a lot of my crowd work, so the number here is 415. <laughs> we take callers, take callers as I do the mediocre politics bit I've been working on for a couple months, or not. Uh, <laughs> it's very depressing. It's very, I'm very sad to be here. People, <laughs> comics never say that, I feel like. But uh, I've had some wonderful times, so many wonderful times here at, uh, at Muni Radio, and this is not one of them. Um, <laughs> the reason, I, and it's not because of Muni Radio or Pam or Jonathan, by God, I love you, or, or you know, on the ones and twos. And Tony, I love you, and, and uh, you, know, you kids, though. First of all, you have some nice jokes, but I forgot you said something that really pissed me off. 
I'll get back to you, but you. The reason that the fucking people are getting sick drinking out of the river is because they're bitches, all right? It's because they have stopped because we grew up drinking out of the hose. That was where you got a drink, was the fucking hose. And if they didn't have a hose hooked up, if you didn't have enough money for a hose, you just drank out of the spigot. And it was just lined with dirt. And every now and then a worm would come out of it. And you'd be like, ah, but you'd still drink out of that. And you built up the antibodies and, you know, we're not getting sick. Like, now people are dropping dead when they eat a nut. <laughs> That's insane. That's all we did when we were kids was just go out and forage for nuts and a good-looking stick that could pass for a toy for a couple weeks till somebody beat us up and took it from us. <laughs> Keep a hustler out in the woods, buried, with a couple of Chinese coins you didn't know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> eat nuts off the ground drink water out of the hose of course we drank crick water <laughs> didn't bother us catch crawdads yeah jellyfish drink ocean water I don't care <laughs> tired of everybody in this country and look I didn't vote for anybody so I don't give a shit about who the president is I'm talking about the actual country the actual streets where you go every day everyone is being such a fucking bitch i am sick of it normally i try to see you know the right side of things but i've just absolutely had it people today was my very last day working at specialties cafe i worked there a hundred days which is about 50 days longer than anyone should ever have to work at a minimum wage fast food job i did it as an experiment to see how it was and i wanted a break from waiting tables but i'll be back waiting tables at friends with benedicts tomorrow <laughs> Uh, and with Derek's permission, I went and worked at Specialties Cafe, which is a low-rent Starbucks, if you don't know what it is, and people are just fucking garbage. They come in all day, and they fucking complain about having to wait in line for an, a minute and a half, and then when they get to the front, they don't have their fucking money ready, and they don't know what they want. <laughs> and I'm, I snapped today, and that was my last day at work. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still dressed, flower power. There you go. This is my work uniform plus a $10 triple X shirt that I know I'll grow into. Because <laughs> I've given up. I've given up on that part of my life. And there's a study by the University of California, Irvine, that says people who are fat in their 70s live longer. So all you got, all we really got to do is make it to 70 fat, right? <laughs> like I, I was, uh, yeah, I was going to get, I was going to get in shape. I was really thinking about it because it's, it's getting so bad now. And I can, you ever just like slowly rise out of your giant fat body and turn and look down on you as you fall asleep with half an Oreo? <laughs> I do that four nights a week. It's not good for your belly fat. It's not good for your dental hygiene. I go to the, I just got my paycheck, my last paycheck today. <laughs> they just gave it to me and sent me out the door. Um, it really has, it has nothing to do. I feel like you, I want to write jokes, but I don't want to be this comic or this person who hates people the way that I do at a minimum wage fast food job. I mean, I'm 46 years old. I shouldn't be working there. I know that. <laughs> I know by anybody's timeline, not just my grandma's, you're not supposed to 
apply for and accept a minimum wage fast food job at age 46. But my coworker on the register, Larry Barry, he's like, uh, I shouldn't say his actual name. I'm sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> nobody would believe that's anybody's actual name. But uh, he's uh, he's in his 50s, a delightful spry man. He taught me a few life lessons, but he's also filled with rage. And uh, he calls the women there rabbits. That's code for raggedy-ass bitches. <laughs> and he calls the gentlemen, if he doesn't like them, ponies. And so he'd say, hey, uh, I'm going to go to the pony race. I got a hot lead. And I'd look over and there'd be some dumb construction worker. And that's not a stereotype. I mean... He's a construction worker, and he's dumb. There were plenty of beautiful, beautiful men who work in construction who came in every day and tipped well. But this guy's an idiot. And uh, <laughs> anyways, this, there's no punchline here. I'm just agitated because I you triumphantly leave a job, and I got to get up at 9 tomorrow and work another job. And, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. You know, I want to be an artist. I want to be a comic. Like I said, I want to get paid for this shit. But comics are one of the few p professions that get paid exactly what they're supposed to get paid. That's how That's how you fix this country, is you put your baseball players and your doctors on a sliding comic scale. <laughs> and your teachers, too. You know, you've got your Amy Schumers and your Bill Burrs and your Dave Chappelles in the teaching world. And you've got your fucking whoever the fuck you guys are <laughs> or whatever fuck I am I'm 300 pounds and nobody I've been taking orders for microwave sandwiches and dark roast coffee all day don't take it as a put down I enjoyed both of your sets the couple minutes I heard seemed all right I said what was your there was something about young people what were you talking about or are you talking about that Serbian bullshit maybe I just like Bosnians better I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what it was you'd think i'd do a joke how about the uh how long has it been can i just i'll just go the whole set without doing a joke i uh what was in, what was in the news today i'll just think about what was in the news today it was uh the oh the study from cal irvine be fat in your 70s uh, it was a study of people who lived into their hundreds drinking smoking and coffee all in should do those things in moderation and you'll live to be 100. It's the most uh, conclusive study with old people. The oldest dude in the country is 112. He's a World War II veteran in Austin, Texas. And he drinks two Diet Coke and whiskeys a day and smokes a pack of cigarettes. So whatever you think you're doing to make your life better is horseshit. It's just all genetics and psychological attitude. And if you're in comedy, you have mental illness probably anyway, so you're fucking... There, there's no like, you know, the only fucking comic who lived forever and is still alive, you have a chance to go see him, is Mort Saul. Mort Saul is still alive and performing at 91 years old because he just walks up on stage with a newspaper and gets it all out. The rest of us bottle it up, sit in a cafe and try and come up with a punchline. We're just not good enough. We're just not good enough. I know it's sad. It's tough. Well, that's the direction this country is taking. By God, there's no... You're not good enough to be a comic anymore. You're not good enough to be a barista. Those are t being taken over by robots. Anybody been to the robot barista on Market Street or in the Westfield Mall? Yeah, there's some human stooge in the background just filling up the thing with coffee beans while the robot talks to people and makes their drinks. It's coming for you. That was in the news today. Atlas. Anybody familiar with Atlas the Robot from Boston Dynamics? Am I watching too much weird shit on YouTube? I feel like this should be trending. It, it is trending. Atlas the Robot on YouTube. Trust me. Look it up. You should look it up now because this set has been garbage for like six minutes. 
I feel like there was something good up top and I already lost track of what it was. I'll listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> Atlas the robot is a humanoid robot that runs on two feet. And remember how we used to laugh? You could just knock him over, the little Sony robot, and he'd fall down when he's playing soccer all slow. Mm. Not anymore. Now it's jumping over logs, running up and down stairs. So you're fucked. Everybody's fucked. Everybody, you got your smartphone and your movie pass, so everybody knows where you are at all times. Just download that into the robots, and here they come for you. Well, anybody want to do comedy tonight? Does anybody have jokes? Am I just fucking this up for you, Tony? I'm sorry. I, uh, I thought I was in a funny mood tonight. The Pacific Garbage Patch? How about that? <laughs> anybody excited about the Pacific Garbage Patch? Anybody been talking about that tonight while I wasn't paying attention? Well, it's always in the news. I think if you've built uh, something twice the size of Texas or three times the size of France for you liberals, three times the size of France out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean between California and Hawaii, isn't that crazy? It's going to be a landmass soon. It's going to be little hermit crabs wearing Legos running around. <laughs> and sooner or later, we'll be able to pave the ocean from California to Hawaii. And California will never fall into the ocean. The earthquake will just repave it because there'll be so much plastic garbage in the sea. I was trying to think if there was anything positive I read in the news. And again, what I really wanted to do was uh, my political crowd work. But I can see in your eyes that none of you are going to or allowed to vote. <laughs> so why, why, why waste everybody's time with that when I could waste everybody's time with what I just did? And the last time I was here, uh, Zunzu reminded me I just did like eight minutes about Nigel, that bird who fell in love, <laughs> fell in love with a piece of concrete, and then died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something, something about being here, and I, I do love you, thank you for having me, but something about being here really, really brings out the very worst part of me, except, except for the part, except for the part an hour from now where I'll fall asleep eating Oreos. Uh, thank you very much, I love you, have a great night. Chris Knatzer, oh, Juan, you came, yay. All right, then. Well, we'll have you go up right before our headliner. You showed up just in time. Sweet. Is that okay? Is it scary to get here from Oakland? It was, it was hard being, being a 6'3 black guy. They're after you the whole time. They're, it's the, the State Department's after you now. Uh, hey, I'm excited he showed up. Uh, we have another comedian here. I've been having him on Some Call Me Tim. He's becoming a regular because he's a Baptist minister. <laughs> So great. I know I had him look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. I'm like, you do, believe, do you believe? And he's like, yes. And I laughed because I thought it was a joke, but he really does. It's good. It's good. He has faith and stuff. It's, I don't mean to make fun of you. I think it's admirable that you care about something bigger than yourself. I'm just a comedian. I'm like, there's something out more than, there's a two, there's a two foot radius that I sort of like inside him. Like, oh, whoa. There's a bigger world out there. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Jawan Rubin. Oh yeah! yeah. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. What does mutiny actually mean? It means that we should be mute and we should have knees. Mute knees. Nah, I don't know. Um, so I had a pretty rough day today. Uh, I was gonna work on my set on the BART on the way up here, but then I just said, you know what, I just 
hang out with you guys and have some fun. Have you guys had fun tonight? Yeah? yeah? Cool, cool. All 10 of you. Nice. Um, so I don't have any jokes. I mean, I have jokes. Obviously, I'm a comedian. I have jokes. But um, when uh, Pam told me to come by, um, she said, oh, because I have a show in, in the, uh, at the Punchline. Uh, on the 22nd and she was like oh you can come and like you know promote your show uh here at her show and i was going to give out some free tickets so does anyone want any free tickets for uh, my show at the punchline no <laughs> i drove here for 45 minutes and nobody wants a free ticket oh well, i might as well tell some jokes jesus okay let me uh take off my bag so, um, I was, uh, anyone, anybody in here, uh, Uber driver? All right, let's talk about them then. All right. Um, so the other day I was taking Uber and, um, yeah, so I was taking Uber. I came all the way from, uh, LA and, uh, what's the one thing that, I mean, there's some comedians in here, I'm guessing. So, um, what's the one thing that comedians hate to hear, like what's the one question that we just despise hearing when we meet someone for the first time? When you tell them that you're a comedian, what's the one thing that you, we just don't wanna hear? Tell me a joke! So I get in the Uber car, right? And uh, this, the, the Uber driver, he, I get in the car, he's like, hey, uh, uh, wh wh where, where are you going? And I'm like, um, so I'm going to this comedy show. I gotta do a comedy set real quick. He's like, oh, okay, okay, all right, buddy. So, so you're you're a comedian, huh? You're a comedian, okay? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess, guess you can call me that. Oh, okay, okay. Tell me a joke. <sighs> no, it's not how it works, man. You don't go up to a doctor and just be like, hey, man, can you look at my penis real quick? It doesn't seem to be working. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, how about this? How about I give you a joke, okay? I'm like, oh, okay, man. Sure, whatever, Dave Chan, give me a joke. Why is your name Dave Chan, by the way? Uh, don't worry about that, don't worry about that. All right, all right, here's my joke, okay? All right, all right. Um, all right, so I saw this uh, little red girl and, and she was by a, a, a garbage can and she was just crying, she was just crying. And I was like, hey, little girl, why you cry? Why you cry, you white, you little, why you cry? Why you cry? And she looks up at me and she says, my mother beat me. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, oh, who should I call? Should I call your father? And she was like, no, my father beat me too. Oh, I was like, oh, little white girl, uh, who should I call? And she looks up at me and she says, call the Raiders, because they don't beat nobody. <laughs> I was hoping that would work. In, in Oakland, that doesn't work. I usually get my ass beat, so. Um, um, so that was the one joke that I was gonna give you guys. Um, who is the headliner? Tony Sparks. Tony Sparks, Tony Sparks is a, a legend in San Francisco, so you guys are in for a really, really good treat. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. But seriously, no one wants a, a free ticket to uh, my Punchline show? No? Okay. 
Oh, oh right. <laughs> all right. Well, that was all I really had, Pam. Um, I was really just coming to give away free tickets, but um, since no one wants any tickets, they're like, after that joke, hell no, dude. I don't want to see you. That's fine. Um, so I want to bring up the headliner. I mean, if, if that's if that's okay, do, should I introduce him? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So check this out, guys. Check this out. When you think of San Francisco comedy, you think of Tony Sparks. And I'm saying all this, and I've never even met the guy. That's how legendary this guy is. So please give a warm, warm round of applause for the legendary, the one, the only, Tony Sparks! Come on, give it up for this man right here. Oh my goodness. You are actually a Baptist minister, brother? Yes, sir. That is amazing. Thank you so much. I didn't think any more existed. I didn't think they were pumping them out anymore. All right. And thank you guys in the booth, the uh, beginning of a superhero team called the Drug Force. All right. So we know you guys got all the pills and weed and white women. All right. Cause, well, I don't know about, I don't know. He got the white women. Maybe not you. Anyway, <laughs> you still... Anyway, uh, that is so sweet. Thank you. So maybe I should put on my timer so I can see how long I'm going to bomb. All right. Uh, that is beautiful. This is really, this is a really wonderful, you, you get down like that, pimp status? Wow. Damn, I need to start going to church again. Oh, my God. If you get down like that, cool breeze. Oh my God! What what are you telling your congregation to do? All right, is it a black church? Is it a is it a black church? If you believe in race, sure. Oh, and you don't believe in race, huh? There you go. That's probably why you're probably doing well in life. All right, because I'm still getting fucked over the day job by white women. All right, so <laughs> I'm doing terrible in life. That is beautiful. All right. I miss uh, the days when we could get way fucked up in here. You know, remember those days? We'd get fucked up and have hot dogs and shit. And you know what I'm saying? It is, I, it is something to, re, to revel in when you can fucking get alcohol and beer farts and uh, hot dog farts. Oh. oh, my God. That reminds me so much of my hometown, Arkansas. It does. Oh, there you go. Get work hard, have a white mom. Oh, that is funny. All right. I'm reading that shit in the booth and shit. All right. That is beautiful. Who is that behind you? That drawing? You drew that? Man, you did. Oh, wow. There you go. There you go. That is beautiful drawing. All right. That is a great drawing. I used to be a cartoonist. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, I was, uh, but I suck ass now. So, and why not eat sunflower seeds here? I don't mean, ah, I got you. I got you. Well, you guys got this little throwdown rug shit. This is really nice. This new stage and everything. Where did you find this shit, Lance? I know, I know. This is really all makeshift, but it looks very good together. It looks like you guys actually planned this bullshit. All right. 
That is so sweet. God loves each and every one of y'all, man. That is wonderful. You know about that, don't you, pimp status? Uh, <laughs> where is I want to go to your church, man. Where's your church? I can't tell you. Okay. It's where? Oh, no, I'm not going there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually would. I actually would. We, we'll, go, we'll go Sunday. All right. Uh, and thank you, James Moore, for getting up here and doing your thing, brother. You were No, you keep looking at your phone, baby. You can do that. Fuck that. I was, I was sleeping while you was on. Shit, come on. Look at your phone, shit. And I, you should, you know, we want you to get some pussy. We do. We all... We all want you because you seem so lonely every time I see your face. You understand? Like, who actually really likes you? I I don't know. I love James Moore. I'm fucking with him. I love that dude. I do. But I noticed this. Thank you. This is my one of my best buddies right here. I don't don't really talk to him, but he is one of my best buddies. Uh, and I noticed that all of my best friends in the Bay Area are overweight white men, all right? Because uh, I, I figure they're going to die before I do, all right? And maybe I'll get to touch their woman. Anyway, <laughs> you ain't got no woman, do you? Sort of? Oh, okay. Well, it's, believe me, if you fucking, it's always going to cost you. Trust me, <laughs> as I was going to go, but it is so sad, uh, so sad. I was just uh, think, oh, my God, oh, my God. I, You know, I had a girlfriend um, a year ago, right, and I just realized uh, that she was uh, special needs. Uh, I just thought... I, <laughs> Really, I just thought that she didn't get her GD. Uh, and she was a really big girl. You know, when I would go down on it, it would taste like butter. But uh, that is really nasty, isn't it? But it was so delicious in a way. Uh, what was the big half of that, that went to, uh, that uh, was calling people niggas? What was that? You know, the white woman. Paula Dean. Yeah, I know. See, he would know. All right, because... You get called a nigga every day, don't you? You, just, you hang out with too many motherfucking white people. I hang out with a lot of black people, and they call me sir. Because uh, <laughs> they see me wearing, with a belt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you understand that, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She was hanging out with the woman with the gray hair. What is her name again? Uh, Amy, 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 I really love Amy because she has all the confidence of a white man. She does. She is really brazen and bold and like, I don't give a fuck, you know. And if you tell her something, she's going to do just the opposite no matter what. Like, like don't go in that burning building. She's going to like, I can do it. Like, bitch, you crazy. She is. He's one of them kind of. You know, you meet them kind of people. Like you send them to the store. Said, "Look, I need you to give me some milk and some peas, and uh, and uh, a magazine." And they come back with like something like French toast. Like nigga, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you, motherfucker? Goddamn, life is too short for this bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That is so sad. I'm gonna keep this. You know that, right? I'm gonna get. Ooh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm showing the fuck finna lick on them tonight, Jack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck them slow. Y'all just chewing. I'm gonna suck this motherfucker slow. I'm gonna sleep so good. I'm gonna sleep so, so good. Oh my god. That's how you get down, baby. Suck on them slow. All right. There you go. Shit, I don't know nothing about nothing. All right. But you did you actually get fired today? Did you actually get leave your job? You quit today? Give it up for him. I, I even if I hate a job, I would never quit. Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm a I'm I'm gonna hang on. I I had two jobs. I've been in this city for a long time. I had two jobs where the motherfuckers was really trying to fire me. And I was the like the guy in demand, right? But they was really trying to get rid of me. And I said, fuck you, mother. And one of the, like the, they had this HR person. He was super gay. He had a, uh, uh, a Facebook page where he had buttless chaps. And <laughs> I love leather. <laughs> you know, this, fuck this motherfucker. And, you know, <laughs> I fucking hate that dude. Fucking hate that dude. I wish a bird was shit in his mouth. Anyway, I hate that dude. Anyway, this motherfucker man, he was saying, off the record, I think you should just quit. And I go like, and uh, you know what? Off the record, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you in your mouth. You understand? He said, Well, we I do that, but not with someone that's like looks like you. Anyway, uh <laughs> because secretly I'm a Nazi. Anyway, uh, I like to go see Kyle in both when I stand behind people. <laughs> oh, that motherfucker. Fuck him. Anyway. Man, I got to tell you something. I really fucking hate this city. I do. Uh, this city is a piece of shit. But, you know, and the one saving grace back in the day was the brainwash. You never came to the brainwash, did you, brother? You came to the brainwash? Yeah? And you, you actually came? Was I there? Oh, okay. Oh, no, there was never before I took it over. Okay? There was never. If it was before I, if it was before I took it over, you were in a fucking bassinet. All right? You know what I'm saying, brother? I was there the whole goddamn... I was even there when I wasn't supposed to be in the motherfucker. Like on music night, I was just hanging out with a fucking tambourine. Just, uh, poetry, I was passing out pens, helping motherfuckers write they shit. Yeah, Stan, I didn't give a fuck. I wanted it, baby. You know, when I lived in New York City, I did a lot of stuff, man, because, you know, no one could, you know, you know, people, like, didn't hate black people as much. Uh, but then... I get here. Oh my God! It was so. Oh Jesus Christ! So I, I'm glad, brother. I'm gonna need to hang out with you because I need to learn and dig your philosophy about no race and shit. Because I, 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 when I look in the mirror, I don't look at. I don't necessarily. You know, when you wake up in the morning, we don't necessarily go like, "Hey, I'm black." We don't do that shit. We don't do that. It's not until we walk outside and go like, "Look at the nigga," you know, like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" We were on the TV show the other day, and we were talking about, uh, yeah, 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 today. And we were talking about uh, how 
white people get offended at hearing the word nigga. Uh, and I remember when I first started, I was like really young, like 18, 16, when I first started doing comedy. And uh, I had this routine about this me being so tough. It had a knife and was going to try and cut me, you know, and it was going, you know, it was like, cut me, nigga. You know, it, the, the me said that to me. And uh, then the people were like, we're, uh, okay, show's over. We have to, you have to leave. You know, they were really incensed. And, you know, wow. I've been to so many places when I was down south that had like a Confederate flag on the wall. <laughs> like, like, what is he talking about? I don't, I don't speak Negro. Anyway, it was so fucking weird. I don't know how long I've been up here. Uh, and I. Oh, there you go. I don't want to really, like, super drag, you know, I don't want to do, okay, I don't want to drag it out, and I don't want, you know, and, like, I don't have a, you know, like, you guys, man, back in the day, I had an act, all right? It was so cute, and it was, it was, I had an act, it was like, I was like a little voice actor and shit, you know, it was really fucking cute and it got me a lot of shit in new york city and when i moved here it just got me stared at uh <laughs> so i you know and one day i just said fuck it i don't give a fuck and i'm gonna talk and uh, i just started talking to people all right i i didn't initially because see comedy used to be all white over here and all black in oakland and the east bay uh and so i didn't trust white people enough to just talk to them uh, I would do my act over here. And then uh, black people, I would just talk to them, you know, because they're human beings. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and white people are the devil. No, I don't, I don't really think you're the devil. I, if you are the devil, your women are very wonderful, all right? Your women, uh, your women have a lot of wonderful devilish treats. Uh, <laughs> I love white women. I ain't gonna lie to you, shit. I'm a, if I was Muslim, shit, I'd be kicked out, baby, because I'm gonna have me a rib sandwich and a white woman. All right. And, uh, <laughs> at any rate, one day I just said fuck it, and I just started talking, and it, 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 it's so much better in my life, you know, being in the moment for me. You understand? Because sometimes I would do my act, and people just look, just look at me and shit like that, you know. Because they couldn't relate to, like, shit that I was going through, you know. So, I said, fuck it. I'm going to relate to you. right. And people get mad. A lot of white women, uh, no disrespect to the white women here, but a lot of white women get mad at me because I actually talked to them and not at them. All right? Because I was over in Oakland. These two white dames, they were like, motherfucker. At the end of the show, they looked at me, motherfucker. And they waited for me on the fucking BART platform and was looking at me like black people, like like, like this. <laughs> What's up, nigga? What's up? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I love the way white people. I used to say motherfucker like that until I moved to New York City. And then they go like, come in, nigga. We got to educate you. Uh, <laughs> But I was saying, motherfucker, like, then, no. No, nigga, we don't get down like that. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. That was beautiful. I like. I really like the way this is laid out now. And, the, and does the carpet help the sound and everything like that? This would be a great place to have an orgy. It would. It, it'd be... It would be fucking sloppy as shit, but 
as long as people were willing. You know what I'm saying? Ah, and there was a lot of lube. I'd have to know a lot. Of, I have to know everybody because I'm a fat motherfucker. You know, it's embarrassing. Fat motherfuckers take off their clothes and shit. Like, if I took off my motherfucking shirt, everybody would want a donut. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, uh, shit, you can't just be fucking random fat motherfuckers. You understand? <laughs> But for some reason, some fat women are very attractive to me, all right? I'm very attracted to really, because fat women seem really sturdy. Like, you could, like, like fuck the shit out and then kick the bitch down the flight of stairs, right? And she go, like, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> anyway, let me stop fucking with y'all, man. Because this, I love, you know, I love here, but, you know, I hate this neighborhood because the goddamn... Uh, raccoons up the street you understand i know them motherfuckers man like last time i was out here uh i don't know if you know this raccoon up the street nigga named billy right yeah it's real raccoons i'm this motherfucker was smoking some crack you understand nigga mad at me because he i didn't give him 12 dollars uh you know what every time i see a raccoon i fucked you raccoon i spit because raccoons have no salivary glands, so they be mad as fuck when I play. You can't do that, can you, motherfucker? <laughs> fuck you, raccoon. But raccoons are scary because, see, every one of those things, they have a little thumb. And them motherfuckers hold four knives, man. They would be a fucked up ninja. You know what I'm saying? They would be a fucking scary ass ninja. Fuck a raccoon, no. Raccoons are full of shit. But you guys have little, based from where I'm from, you guys have little bitty raccoons. We have big motherfucking raccoons, man, that like fucking wear suits and shit. And the South, man, these motherfuckers will like fucking, like fucking carjack you. Like, but just like that. They don't need no gun or no, they, ah, nigga, ah, give me your Prius, ah. <laughs> That's funny to me. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Anyway, I had a great time. Thank you so much for letting me do I'd be, you know, if I wasn't here, I'd be in the bathroom doing this. You know that, right? I'd be in the bathroom talking to myself and, you know, still holding myself. Anyway, I guess I'm lonely as shit. Hey, humans, be everybody. I, you know I love you with all my heart. I'll never have to ever tell you that. I really want to know about your church, pimp. All right, you you, you a good dude. I'm. I feel. I feel very. He is. I feel very comfortable. That's why I fuck. That's why I fuck with you all the time because I feel very comfortable. I feel like you could be my son because uh, I fucked a lot of really crazy women back in the nine early nineties. Uh, but you eighty eighties late eighties. Oh, uh, see there? I thought so. Uh, see, I called it right up. See, so <laughs> if you, if your mama on medication, you my son. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. I hope you get that team together, and you understand you you fight justice with with a lot of ecstasy. All right, all right, and brother man, you are really sharp and polished. You have a great look, dude, and. 
Com- if comedy doesn't work out for you, you could be like a weatherman or a state senator. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and thank you, brother, for being kind to me. Thank you so much. And thank you, the two of you. I really love the both of you guys, man. All right. Okay. I think about you sometimes randomly. I don't know why. Uh, and it's always after I have a dream where I'm flying. Uh, you show up and say, you want some of this? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you for being my road dog today, baby. Okay, sugar bugger. All right. Hey, humans, be good to yourself. Thank you. Good night. The legendary Tony Sparks Ray. I still don't know if you were talking about actual raccoons or like you were using some strange euphemism for black people calling them somehow coonish. There actually are raccoons that live at the street up on the corner, and I have, uh, I'll take leftover pastries, and one of the most beautiful moments in my life was feeding a raccoon, and his little raccoon paws touched my hands, and we were holding the croissant together. It was the most beautiful moment, and he took his little hands, and he's eating it, and like I was feeding him more. I didn't give him the whole croissant, because I wanted him to be my friend for 10 minutes. Did he... Well, he wasn't going to bite me. I was, well, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. I was literally feeding him croissant. Why would he ever bite me? We were talking. I speak raccoon. It's okay. Cat and raccoon are very, very similar in language, in base. I don't know if you guys know that. Of course, cat and raccoon are related somehow. Just one is wearing a mask like a, like a robber. Um, I wanted to do one joke just to illustrate your point about being like having a you know, your acty schmacty jokes like you used to do. Does anybody, any people who've known me for a while want to say out one of my, I was thinking like either like death metal poet, that's an acty schmacty one, or call of booty, call of duty. I was going to do an acty schmacty joke just to f- close us out. Or or the smart one or the yeah, Kafka roach coach. Oh, I could do the cheerleader God one. Sure, I've been working on that. Okay, so yeah. So I was uh, I was a cheerleader for God. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. Yeah, no, I was, I was actually a cheerleader for Christ, you guys. Uh, and I need a little help on this one. Give me a K. Hey. Give me an I. Yay, we get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts are really long, which are not sexy. Uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also not sexy. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? He was an allegory? Was he story? Is it metaphorical or was it based on other religion? I don't know. Jesus who? Am I right? Okay, thank you guys so much for being here tonight at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, come back next week, tell your friends. Yay, bye.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. 
You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with 4-minute sets and 4-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco.